At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to an episode of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. I'm Adam Weiner alongside Thomas Carinante. We're on the Baseball Insiders feed today as well because the Yankees are taking over the baseball universe for now. So why not send our Yankees podcast onto both feeds, get dressed up, go talk about Juan Soto, who could be a Yankee by the end of this show. Kind of felt like he might be a Yankee this morning. Still isn't a Yankee. People treating it like an inevitability medicals or whatever the final stages they have to get through it's never inevitable it could be over before we know it we just don't know michael king supposedly a major part of this yet to be completed trade which may or may not be at the half yard line he's had some elbow troubles in the past but bottom line it seems like the Yankees are close to acquiring the number one prize of this offseason it seems like they are not intent on being done it seems like they are considering being in the Yoshinobu Yamamoto chase uh, just as much today as they were yesterday. And now we just have to get this to the finish line so we can talk about Soto in confident terms instead of Soto in speculative terms. Thomas Carinante, thank you for joining the show today uh, on our, our double channels. And I believe you have an offer for our listeners. Love it. What's up, guys? Welcome on in. Um, Yanks Go Yard, partnering with Sleeper Daily Fantasy. Have you heard this yet? It's pretty damn good. Uh, new users get a first deposit match up to $100. Make sure to use our code FANSIDED2. That is the number two, FANSIDED2, when signing up to receive your deposit match. Please remember, remember to always game responsibly. Scan the QR code on the screen to see if you qualify. Man, uh alex verdugo on my sleeper daily fantasy team i just i don't know how i feel about that i think um, i actually we were talking about what to do for the show when should we go live you know we want this yeah. to be done we want to you know hopefully get it completed not just be speculating and you were like we could also talk about the alex verdugo trade i was like oh yeah the yankees did trade for my least favorite player in major league baseball last night yeah. so i guess we should should detail all of that before we get into what could be with soto because this is already the yankees announced it the yankees put out a poorly shopped uh photoshopped picture of alex verdugo without a beard kind of with a little beard and yankees pinstripes so this is real this happened apparently they're not moving him in the near term that's what john morosi said so alex verdugo will not be in a juan soto package he's not going to san diego that could change uh but if it does change and if he's made available it won't be in the padres trade he will go somewhere else months down the line weeks down the line it seems like the yankees have counteracted last season they had no left fielder uh bummer mistake issue this season they seem likely to have two left fielders and no center fielder which 
which one of those is better? They both sound not great. And the left fielder they acquired last night is probably the most hated player amongst the current fan base. They, he's number one in the power rankings. So uh, sure. let's be downers before we're uppers. I mean, this this is one of the worst moves on the surface in the history of, of Brian Cashman's tenure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Verdugo's OPS with runners in scoring position the last two years. I, I was told yesterday he's clutch. Uh, he's a 250 hitter the last couple of years with risk and his OPS is in the 600s both years. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, he doesn't appear to be clutch anymore. Clutch comes and goes, but it's gone for him. So uh, this does absolutely nothing for me. A contact hitter, uh, who didn't really hit much last year, disciplinary issues, constantly benched by his manager for showing up late, legal issues, uh, and detestable uh, on the surface. <laughs> Man, I'll never forget. I went to the uh, 2020, what was the year after the lockout? 2022, right? Uh, well, th- yeah. Oh, was, after the lockout, yeah. yeah. I thought you meant after yeah. the COVID. No, after the lockout and uh, the Yankees uh, Red Sox series, because they, they pushed the season two weeks um, because of the lockout or a week and a half or whatever it was. And it just so happened that it was Red Sox Yankees at the stadium and man, Verdugo was playing left field. And that was, I've been to a lot of Yankee games. I've sat in the bleachers. That was some of the worst abuse I've ever heard a player get from the Yankees fan base. So I don't know how well this is going to go over or if it will go over well at all. Um, I expressed discontent with this at the onset um, solely because um, I knew he was not going to be part of uh, a larger package to go back to San Diego for Juan Soto because the Padres are not that dumb. The Padres are not replacing Juan Soto in the short term with Alex Verdugo, who has an escalated salary being in the final year of his uh, arbitration process and doesn't bring the requisite power that the Padres would need. Remember, the Padres' po- problem last year was offense. It was not pitching. Their pitching was very good. Their problem was situational hitting, runners in scoring position, just overall run production and extra innings games, which they were, what, 1-13 in 13 in or something? Something ridiculous. They won, like, one towards the end of the year. So for as much as it would make sense on the surface, which a lot of people were saying, it's like, oh, this could be part of a bigger package for him to go to San Diego. It's like, no, if they're getting something in return for Juan Soto, it's going to be controllable. It's going to be something that they can build into a surplus. It's not going to be patchwork, um, which this would be. This would be an exact patchwork job. Um, And, yeah, I am always skeptical of these types of dealings. Look at the Red Sox. I don't want to. Can I? Do do I have to look at the Red Sox? Yeah, look at the – look. stare into the Red Sox. I don't want to do that at all. Um, Two separate president of baseball ops – have tried to trade him to the Yankees, if we're to believe the rumor. So last year, there was the buzz of Bloom trying to get off of Verdugo um, and deal him to the Yankees. That was the Glaber Torres rumor. That was the Clark Schmidt rumor um, that people were not particularly happy about. Can't blame you either. And now they bring in a new president of baseball ops, Craig Breslow. His first order of business is getting Alex Verdugo off this roster. Alex Cora said to him several times reportedly, just do this. Get him out. I don't care. Yes. Get him out. He's done. Okay. So, so what do you think, folks? Uh, talk to us in the comics. What, why, why would you think the Red Sox would be de- would be willing to do? De- think about when the Yankees dealt Adam Ottavino to Boston and right after the 2020 season. Why'd they do that, Windhorst? Why'd they do that? They did that because Adam Ottavino was not good anymore, and they wanted to get off of his money. And they said, you know what? Have him, Boston. See how it works out for you. It worked out for a few months. Then he blew the ALCS like everybody saw coming. So uh, 
being that Verdugo was look, there are some unfair aspects about Alex Verdugo's baseball career. He was never supposed to be that good. The Mookie Betts trade placed unrealistic expectations on him as a player because it's like, oh, this was the main guy going back to Boston. This is the guy who has to be a semblance of the next Mookie Betts. That was never happening. His player profile never suggested any of that. Um, Above average outfielder with limited pop, 15 to 20 homer pop, and he kind of did that. He was playing – playing at an all-star level in April and May last year, then absolutely cratered as the year went on. And like we said, was benched not once, but twice for showing up late for missing curfew. Uh, just yeah. an overall disaster of a year. Yeah. Those are, those are childish issues. And look for as much as we can't stand Alex Cora, Alex Cora is a good manager. In my opinion, he's a, Agreed. he's a good player manager as well as a disciplinarian, as you could see with all this Verdugo stuff. So the fact that, Verdugo kind of ran wild or at least attempted to run wild under Alex Cora. What's going to happen with Boone? Yeah, Verdugi, he was out in the Bronx late last night. Um we're going to we're still going to play. He's a little hungover today. We're still going to play. He's going to bat lead off. You know, we had an hour, we had an hour long meeting that uh delayed my availability, but it was just to talk <laughs> baseball, you know, not disciplinary stuff. I had a lot of people saying this reminds them of Josh Donaldson. And I, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Josh Donaldson then at 820 OPS before we traded for him. He was good. It's true. (laughs) Verdugo in the low 700s. Josh Donaldson was a much better player when we got him than Verdugo now. Come on. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Red Sox insipid, like all all that stuff, but he's just a poor fit. I I see the comments talking about Verdugo in center field. Uh, I mean, he he found his range in right last year. He was a gold glove finalist, but overall the OAA numbers say fairly below average the last two years. He's a minus four the last two years at his chosen positions. I don't see him in center field at all. He's got no arm. Do you want, uh, while we get angry, this is, this should be a Juan Soto celebration podcast instead of an Alex Verdugo. We'll get there. We'll be getting there. Bemoaning podcast, but that's what they did to us. That's what they've taken from us. Do you want the latest Juan Soto tweet? Uh, that tells you nothing. Do, do you want that? The Randy Miller one hit me. A- Andy Martin. Well, not Randy Miller. I'm blocked. I can't even read Randy. Oh, Miller. the Randy Miller one's good. So read this one. I'll give you the Randy Miller one. Okay. I got an Andy Martino for you from 1:57 PM. Sounds like a decent chance. The Soto to Yankees trade will be done within a few hours. They'd working on details. Okay. So that's what we got. We got the same thing we've heard already. Might be this, might be this hour. might be a couple hours. Bob Nightingale said cautious optimism about the next few days. And they'd working on details. Now hit me with Randy Miller, who again has blocked me on Twitter. I will one up you at 1:47 p.m. Um, a friend of a friend just talked to Juan Soto's dad. Juan Soto Sr. said, "Quote: A trade is happening." End quote between the Yankees and Padres. Juan Soto Sr. said that. Juan Soto Sr. told that to a friend of a friend of Randy Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We could where do you think before. where do you think Juan Soto Sr. heard that? Could it have been everywhere? <laughs> Could it have possibly been every reporter? He all saw it day, on his Twitter account every twenty-five minutes. He like, saw it I on also, Mastodon. I I too believe a trade is is gonna get done, but the question right now is whether everybody clears the medicals and and Alex Verdugo. I guess that's done already. That that apparently came through. People were saying, oh, the Yankees must have known they were in a good place on Soto, so they moved forward on Verdugo. Someone said the Verdugo thing came through really quickly yesterday mm. and uh, may or may not have been what Alex Cora was smirking about when he said, you know, I talked to Aaron Boone. I, you know, I, you know, I think maybe something, you know, could be going on. Could that be the thing? 
because obviously the two parties were collaborating. I just can't get past, forget the stats, forget the person, forget the off-field incidents. In what world are the Red Sox like, this guy was a toxic clubhouse issue last year, yeah. and we're going to trade him to the Yankees to help them. No, his, his toxicity is well known. There is no way that the Red Sox were like, I think Alex Verdugo needs a fresh start. Let's send him to the Bronx. I think they were yeah. like, man, we could give him a fresh start in Seattle, or we could hilariously foist our number one problem on the New York Yankees. Let's do that. Let me play the weird optimist here, because this, sure. this is not my game. Um, but you look at the, uh, the structure that the Yankees have versus what the Red Sox have. Um, Alex Cora is very much like the guy in Boston, at least in my opinion, uh, based on what we've watched over the last few years. Um, Devers isn't exactly an influential clubhouse person based on what we've kind of seen. I don't think he has that larger than life personality. So Xander was his mentor. Yeah, Xander. And yeah, then Xander was his mentor. They Xander in that last year apparently did a lot of sulking when he didn't have his contract extension that he never got. I think yep. that brought down the clubhouse for sure. Yeah. So you had someone like a, a clubhouse stalwart, such as Xander Bogart's depart. Like the next guy in line is Chris Sale, who is an off the handle yeah. child. The jersey so, slicer, Christopher, yeah. Christopher Scissorhands. Yeah. yeah. Uh, makeshift art class with Chris Sale. With Verdugo um, gone, he is the number one with a bullet most hateable Red Sox. Remember 100%. when he tore? Remember when he tore that TV off the wall at their AAA yeah, facility? Yeah, AAA because he had a bad start. Because he had a bad start, he yeah. ruined their AAA stadium, and a bunch of Red Sox fans were like, "He's just being intense, bro." I was like, uh, <laughs> "Yeah, I mean, he's being intensely a uh, piece of shit. He's being an intense uh, asshole." Oh, you don't like players showing emotion, destroying property? No, I don't. You never hear that was a Yankee. You'd love it. I'd love a Yankee breaking a TV. I would be scared of that. I have to go into the locker room sometimes. Terrified of Tommy Canley breaking a fan. Did I? Herman threw a bunch of stuff through a TV. I think I hated that. Uh, (laughs) It was not really not fun, and then had to go into a sauna. Um, But yeah, spread it out, and the the Yankees lost. Uh, the Yankees lost two pitchers with the first two picks of the Rule 5 draft. Who that's went? currently going on. Mitch Spence goes number one to Oakland. Matt Sauer goes number two to KC. Neither goes okay. to Boston. Uh, right. But the Yankees tried to say goodbye to both of those people last year, and they nobody budged, nobody took anybody. So this year, some more of the Yankees pitching depth is gone. That's fine, but it happened. All right, yeah, and more pitching depth will be going the Soto trade. We'll get to that in a second. Back to what I was saying about the one positive about, I guess, this Verdugo trade, if we wanted to be a little bit more optimistic about it, um, there is very much a clear power structure in New York. It's Aaron Judge, it's Garrett Cole, um, and uh, there is at least a holdover of some players um, that have been here for quite some time where I I think there would be at least a concerted and united effort to put Alex Verdugo in his place and have him not act out or act in a way that would be detrimental to the team. In addition, I also think in a lineup surrounded by bats, such as Juan Soto, I mean, this is the obvious, such as Soto, such as um, Judge, even Stanton Rizzo, that's going to help him a lot too. Um, I think he's a talented player. I dislike him. I think he's got a lot of, uh, he's got a lot of making up to do in order to win over the fan base in any capacity. So um, I think he'll be 
he'll be out to prove himself from day one, which is also, I think, a beneficial um, aspect here, like players that have that kind of chip on their shoulder or that kind of instant uh, pressure on them. It's a good test for their success in New York. But I think the structure is in place for him to not act out and for him to kind of maximize his player profile a little bit more than he did in Boston. That said, I'm still not happy about it. I still think it's going to take shine off this Juan Soto trade whenever it goes down, which seems like it could be any moment now. But let's get into that. Let's have some fun talking about. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The good times. Let's get into that because, look, it's not done done. Uh, Our comments are saying Andy Martino is saying on MLB Network that Jason Dominguez, Clark Schmidt, Drew Thor, Michael King, and two or three other prospects are in the mix for Soto, Grisham, and someone named Navarra. Um, You're going to have to help me out in this one, commenter, because I'm not seeing that anywhere else. And Jason Dominguez is reportedly off limits in this trade. So uh, I I don't know. I'd chill a little bit in the crowd. I don't know if we have to – I don't know if we have to give that attitude, bud – Whoa, bro. Hey, man. I, don't, I mean, that's that maybe is, he won't. Maybe he views you as a bud. I don't know. I mean, that again, I, I'm not trying to be rude. That has not even been discussed to this point. If you could, uh, you know, tw- and Twitter yeah, has send tweeted a clip. It. Twitter hasn't tweeted it, so I would love to see that clip. If that's a clip, that would be Twitter, hasn't tweeted, it. <laughs> Twitter has tweeted it. It's nowhere. I mean, that would be downright stunning if that happened. But as far as we know, Dominguez is off limits. And, uh, yeah, this guy's just being a, a fun guy calling me daddy. So, daddy. yeah, we'll see. Hey, if that is if that is real, Twitter will have that soon. I promise you I'm not going to put on TV while on the stream. So that's unfortunately not something I can do unless you guys want to hear loud TV. Um, mm-hmm. but let's talk about Juan Soto because if it's not done, 
you know, Jack Curry made it very clear this morning that these medical reviews take a long time. And so yeah. if it was in the medical review stage, there's certainly a chance, a chance, a, a definite that the Padres are going to be really thorough here. So are the Yankees. But, uh, you know, that could take up several hours in a day. And it's it's no guarantee. But if it if it doesn't happen, it's an all time embarrassing display from the Yankees, from the media. It feels like all of these media members have been waiting on the like, hey, you're good to you know, you're good to go text forever. Um, people are getting impatient. People are just leaking parts of it. People are coming up with 35 different ways to say close. Randy Miller is talking to Soto's dad's friend of a friend of a friend. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's getting impatient here. It's a look, it's a blockbuster. It's going to take some time to iron out. But for all intents and purposes, if the Yankees do not complete this it, at this point, it wouldn't be considered just a normal failed trade. It would be a significant like, you know, baseball landscape shaking moment if they don't finish this. Death I think sentence. Can, yeah, I, I, it, this isn't even Max Scherzer and Trey Turner of the Padres is the famous like, oh, he said it was and it wasn't. Uh, but that was like 15 minutes. Yeah, that was like it's it's close. Oh, never mind. It this is weeks. Happen. This is a month now. That was Arson Judge too. It was like Arson Judge appears headed to Giants. Oh wait, uh, no, he didn't. Uh, sorry. And then the next yeah. morning, everything changed. This would be uh, months, weeks, at least twenty four hours of people saying Jack Curry, the most trustworthy possible source, has to know that this is extremely close um, yeah. to be able to tweet all the things that he is currently tweeting. So I think we can at least be excited about the potential of Juan Soto, who are there, are there negatives to Juan Soto? Are there negatives to have one year of Juan Soto without an extension? Are there negatives to, you know, cramming two left fielders in your outfield? Sure. Absolutely. You have to be crazy to not think that, but the Yankees are very close to acquiring a top five hitter in major league baseball, who is a 25 year old. And the Yankees are also apparently not satisfied there and will continue to chase Yoshinobu Yamamoto and hope to push their payroll past $300 million. So getting Juan Soto is important, but knowing that you don't have that much more of Garrett Cole's and Aaron Judge's primes to waste and you're going to be the Yankees is arguably more important than even getting Juan Soto, who is literally Juan Soto. Thomas Carinante, your thoughts on Juan Soto, who is, again, Juan Soto. Yeah, uh, I think he's a great, perfect fit with the Yankees. I don't know if you've heard that take yet. Um but well, I'm, they match up well with the Padres because yeah. the Padres need pitching at the upper levels of the minors as well as catching depth. And the Yankees need left-handed thump in their lineup. So a match would make perfect. A match would you, whenever you can get one of the best players in baseball. I mean, you got to consider it, right? This is a simple one. This is a simple <laughs> one. Is there a chance it could go wrong? Of course. But if you have the opportunity to get Juan Soto, you get Juan Soto. Yes, you do. Um, I love it. This is something we've been talking about for a while. We wish it would have probably been done at this year's trade deadline when the Padres were kind of not really contending and the Yankees needed that one big blockbuster deal that would have maybe saved their season and snuck them in through the wild card. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, you get Soto. It doesn't matter what the cost is, really. I hope it's not seven players because taking a, that kind of a hit to the pitching depth is going to create a whole new problem for Brian Cashman to solve. And, you know, he already started off the off season by getting Verdugo who, by the way, I'm sorry, I'm going back to this, but I'm just the photo pops up on my Twitter. What is the, what are we going to do with this guy's appearance? He has gold teeth, earrings, a beard and chains. He's going to, he's going to be another player. And I have no problem with that. Look, it's just, that's who he is. We're going to strip him down of that. 
Yeah. And now, and he's going to lose himself. It's Instead like Aaron Hicks growing a beard the next fucking day. Yeah. It, it, it's all the same thing. Instead of a chain, Alex, how do you feel about eating your vegetables? <laughs> Instead of grills, what about helping an old woman cross the street? Mm. <laughs> organization needs to get not. I don't think yeah. Alex Verdugo is cool, but they do need to get cooler. Yeah, I mean, they do. I mean, that that type of, I guess, swag, moxie, whatever you want to call it, is is certainly what the Yankees need in a sense. I wouldn't go as far as it being the Alex Verdugo version of that, but whatever. Um, anyway, pertaining to Soto, um, this is perfect. This is what we've asked for. Um, also, it was kind of expected. Like you said, it would be a massive, massive um, – I, I don't even know what the word would be if they didn't – if if this end this would be an AJ Preller masterclass in yeah. ruining a franchise all-time <laughs> world historic failure. Yeah. But um you get the lefty bat. I think the lineup gets a lot more flexible. I think you can do anywhere from Rizzo, Verdugo, Soto, Judge, all batting leadoff on a particular day. I think you have a lot of flexibility with the DH spot. Um Aaron Boone talked at the winter meetings yesterday about Stanton. Christopher Russo that's a that's an impression that needs to make uh the live podcast oh i haven't i can do that one we haven't done that a lot what did he say well give me what he said he was asking he was asking about he was like getting he 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 was getting a little bit heated about what are you gonna do with what are you gonna do with stanton is he gonna play the field what do you have to say about that aaron he can't be in he can't be hitting under 200 and locked in the dh all year well no ken of course we can't what do you thought i mean like the uh that one's like the yankees are close I want Soto. They're close. I keep hearing. <laughs> they got a lineup full of big guys <laughs> and no smaller guys. <laughs> he, was, he was asking about, he, but nonetheless, he was asking about Stanton. I think I broke um, the microphone. Oh, it's good. Peace. Uh, Peace. <laughs> he was asking about Stanton's ability in the field, and uh, Aaron Boone was saying that. Um, I mean, why am I getting excited about this? God damn it. Um, he was saying that he was he was working hard on um, his conditioning and his strength. I heard that too. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, it was, it was something Aaron Boone was actually – it wasn't filled with a bunch of you knows and all that and, and that nonsense because that's – every time Aaron Boone starts talking like that, you completely lose him. He was very – um, he seemed very convicted on what Stanton's offseason plan was and the plans for him in uh, the new year. He said there is going to be hopefully a lot of availability for him to play the outfield. I think last year that was probably a different discussion. They were a little bit more caged on that front. They weren't really giving up much, and they were saying, oh, you know, we'll see. This time it was like we need him available. He knows he needs to be available. He also knows that that element of his game is advantageous to his offense. So – we're really we're really optimistic and we think he's gonna have a huge year year. Then again, the same thing was said about Donaldson last offseason. Yeah. So take it all with a grain of salt. But if you do have this rotation of DHs, if Stanton can play a little bit of the field, you actually get the bright side here is you actually have real outfielders. I know they're still gonna kind of be out of position, but you have actual outfielders who have experience playing the outfield, the position being the outfield. And they're also good at hitting the ball. So you can move guys around a little bit without it being a Jake Bowers, a Billy McKinney, a Franchi Cordero, or whatever, or Isaiah Connor Falefa, whatever else was out there that made the lineup look like it was 
uh, a bottom five team in major league baseball. So that type of flexibility where this is where you use offense to dig out of your problems. If you have a defensive alignment, that is not the best. Yes. You better make sure they can hit and all these guys can hit. They have different profiles. We're going to be hoping for Alex Verdugo to be a little bit of a better version of his, of himself than he was in Boston. Juan Soto and Aaron judge be themselves. John Carlos Stanton, just not be absolutely detrimental. And you're looking at a much better situation. There are too many fans who saw the Yankees dynasty in the nineties and are just like, why can't we like, I don't understand. Why do we need a Juan Soto? Why can't we get like a Paul O'Neill? And that's like the most meaningless discourse you could possibly share. That means nothing. Like it basically means why can't we get the exact roster from the nineties back? It worked, right? It worked a lot. They, they won the World Series in 96, 98, 99, 2000. That was fantastic. And they plugged in Scott Brocious, and he was electric. And they had Bernie Williams. These are fantastic players, but these have nothing to do with the current Yankees. All, all that means is they had really strong bats all around the diamond. Paul O'Neill was a solid defender, but Paul O'Neill was not like a gold glover with incredible range. It wasn't like the 90s Yankees went all in on pitching and defense. They just found an incredible combination of talented offensive players with solid defensive skills across the board. Bernie Williams had a bad arm. If Bernie Williams were playing today, everybody was saying, I don't know. You know, his stat cast pit, his savant has a bunch of blue and arm strength. The Yankees couldn't do better than that. Like we look back on the nineties Yankees and bake, bathe them in glory because they won a whole bunch of world series. But if they, you know, like, I don't want to say like, oh, if they hadn't, they wouldn't have like this. That's just why this discourse is so stupid because there's nothing I can say. Yeah. If the, yeah, the Yankees should absolutely be looking for the modern equivalent of the nineties team. <laughs> he should get all of those guys, but Juan Soto is a future hall of famer. The Red Sox won a world series with Manny Ramirez and his subpar defense at Fenway park in front of the monster, but he hit 40 homers a year and was clutch in the postseason and elevated his game when they needed him most. Like, the Yankees, I'm just, I'm tired of saying they need a this, not a that. They need talent. Yeah. And they definitely need lefty bats. And Juan Soto is by far the most talented name you've changed hands over the last couple of years. Second only potentially to Juan Soto in 2022. Those are the, that's the only player I would compare to Juan Soto. Is the last time Juan Soto got traded. And uh, you get your, you get your lefty bats in the lineup. Like, and, and it just so happens to be the best Left-handed bat in Major League Baseball, a top three one. Like I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not willing to have a conversation about how you know the, the Yankees should be trying to be more like they should be unearthing hidden gems. Imagine if instead of acquiring Juan Soto, they made the equivalent of the Scott Brocious trade this offseason. Like the Yankees didn't get Juan Soto, but they sure did trade for Mike Yastrzemski. Like people would be throwing flaming chairs. <laughs> What do we think this the end package here is going to be? I think Jack Curry's is right on the money. I don't think he would have tweeted it if it wasn't. What was it? Uh, it's kind of large, by the way. It's kind of big. It's it's, it's just it's as big, big as it was before. King Thorpe, Brito, Vasquez, and maybe a catcher. So it's it's the four main names from the seven-man package. Wow. But instead, it's a five-man package. So mm. if you want to criticize Brian Cashman for a little bit, and I will um, – he wanted to hold King and Thorpe out, right? 
And we all thought like, okay, well then come eat in the middle, give up one of those guys. And if he's really going to come back and give up both of those guys, then what was the point in waiting around for five days? Schmidt. Um, you want to hold people out so that you can eventually dangle one and be like, we're meeting in the middle. You don't want to hold two guys out and then eventually be like, we'll give you those guys. So AJ Preller wins that round, but uh, I don't think two years of Michael King is too much. I don't think Drew Thorpe no. is too much when you have Chase Hampton and Will Warren and Luis Heal and Clayton Beater and Brock Selvage still in the system. I think that this is the amount of pain that you have to feel to get Juan Soto. I would yeah. like to keep Brito. I would like to keep Brito out of this trade, but if I don't have the right to do that, then fine. I Give me Juan Soto, put him on my roster. Yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, um, surrendering that many pitchers certainly hurts. But then Love again, her. if you yeah, if you can't replicate a Brito Vasquez, what are you doing? What's what's the point? Um, the goal is to be able to have spot starters like that, multi-inning relief options that um, are pretty much able to seamlessly transition uh, from the upper levels of the minors to the majors. I know it sounds um, easier said than done, but that's what these people are paid to do. The people are paid to scout the right players and get the get these players in the right roles and it shouldn't be the hardest thing in the world to find second tier pitching for your the back end of your starting rotation in your bullpen. King hurts. You're going to you're going to have to give up someone like King. I thought giving up King and Schmidt would have been problematic because you're talking about getting rid of two fifths of the starting rotation. And then you're talking about Brito and Vasquez as essentially the six and seven starters. So you're getting rid of, in theory, four starters. Um King, but again, King, we don't know if he can handle a full starters workload. So I think that's probably um, an asset you should be comfortable parting with. I don't know who else would be MLB ready at this point. Uh, I guess Thorpe and uh, Will Warren's close, right? Thorpe, Will Warren, and, and where's Hampton at? Uh, right below. I mean, he's a double A. He's close. He's double A. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, yeah. To, yeah. to address Fernando's claim in the comments, like, look, you, you can not, you can be skittish about giving up all this pitching depth. But the only thing the Yankees have is pitching, right? Like, if you're going to tell me you can have Juan Soto, great, put him in the lineup. But wait, hold on. You have to give up uh, a major league ready starter and a top pitching prospect. Okay, great. That's basically the only thing I'm comfortable giving up for Juan Soto for one year. Um, If you tell me you have to give up Spencer Jones or Jason Dominguez, I'm like, I'm a little nervous because I don't know if I can replicate that. But if you're telling me all you have to do is give up somebody who, by the way, the Yankees brilliantly showcased Michael King in September. This trade isn't happening if Michael King isn't a starter in yeah. September. Uh, shout out to the Yankees for that idea, whether it came from King or whether it came from the team. Now we get to use him as a centerpiece in this. He's not the centerpiece in this deal if he's a seventh inning swingman type. Like, he just isn't. So is it a little uncomfortable? Yeah, but it's it's a trade. It's a blockbuster trade. It's going to be a little uncomfortable. We've taken Cashman a task for refusing to get uncomfortable the past yeah. couple of years, and he gives up. If he gives up King and Thorpe, then that's that's basically what a big old trade looks like. It's yeah. a little. It's a. It's tough. It's a tough ask, but it's kind of what you have to do to get a full year of Juan Soto. And he is not going to extend before the season ends. He just isn't. But. I want the year of Soto. I want the year of Soto with Judge and Cole in their primes as best as you can do it. And I want the year of Juan Soto to learn whether Juan Soto in New York works. I don't want to outbid people at 475 million next winter only for him to come here and be like, New York's not my home. So Shohei Otani said the other day, I can't see myself playing in New York. Maybe Soto says that too. But right now he has no choice. He gets to play in New York for a year. We get to learn all about him. 
Maybe it's a fantastic year. Maybe the Yankees sign Yoshinobu Yamamoto too. Maybe they win the World Series. Maybe they let him walk after that. Maybe it's an awful year. Nothing works. We're regretting the trade, and then we don't have to pay him $460 million. Yeah. And, and the, the other end of the uh, spectrum here is what what deal doesn't make you feel uncomfortable? Yeah, good good ones make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, there is there's no deal here that will make you feel fine. We um, got a little bit spoiled by the Giancarlo Stanton trade because we heard we were getting Giancarlo Stanton and then we were like, oh my gosh, what are we giving up? And then the report came out, it was like Rafael Devers' little brother and our 12th prospect. They, they, made, the, Castro. they made the Alex Verdugo trade for Giancarlo Stanton. It's the yeah. easiest trade they've ever made. It was the least painful. And if fans want to be like, oh man, the Yankees always get what they want. That's basically the one example where there was no Yankees tax. It was like, you can have, the tax was the actual yeah. money. The tax was the fact that he's an anchor on their payroll now. But it's like, you can have the MVP for nothing. And the Yankees were like, great, I'm in. And Yankee fans now expect every trade with high profile players to be like that. And it's not going to be. Yeah, I don't. And again, because who was excluded from the talks that the uh, report dropped yesterday? It was Dominguez, Volpe, Glaber, Pereira, Pereira and um, uh, Peraza. I, so they it's probably like, just don't want Peraza. But yeah, yes. I mean, that's probably it, too. But it's like what 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 combination? You know, you don't want to give up most of those guys. I know probably no one would have would take any exception to giving up Pereira and Peraza. But like you also the teams are if you think about this if you are fine giving those guys up rival gms don't want them yeah rival gms are not going to want them for one of the best players in the sport so that's how you have to think of this again the one positive thing the yankees have done is been able to develop pitching up toward the triple a level and they've been able to find relievers and build a bullpen that's the best in the league so if there's anything we cannot have to worry about it's probably that i think this offseason, they really do have to figure out what is going on between this, you know, triple uh, A to major league transition mm-hmm. or double A to triple A transition, because there, there there have been obstacles there that are kind of inexplicable um, based on what all the the development has shown us. So maybe that's part of the initiative to figure things out. But again, we complained earlier in the week that Michael King and Drew Thorpe being non-starters for Brian Cashman was a major problem and completely counterintuitive to the Yankees goals and completely in line with everything we've been frustrated with for four years, because he's been reluctant to hang on to, or he's been reluctant to part with prospects um, and uh, keep a lot of low level talent that ended up not developing properly or coming to fruition for the Yankees. So Again, we there is no situation where we can get mad at him unless there is a complete crazy turnaround with a new package that pops up that ends up including guys that we never expected and ends up drastically affecting what they can do in 2024. This package does not do that. It does create a little bit of a short-term problem, but then again, Yamamoto's still in on or the the Yankees are still in on Yamamoto. There's still plenty of other deals that could be made, whether it's trades, because this does not necessarily knock out a lot of the top end of the the Yankees farm system, if only, I guess, maybe it's Drew Thorpe who's being involved here and and Brito and Vasquez have graduated. So now you're looking at the possibility of trading a few other guys. Maybe 
you get the Brewers on the phone for Corbin Burns or Devin Williams, if that's something they're interested in doing, I don't know, but there are possibilities. Do I feel a little bit uneasy that Brian Cashman now has to make more moves to address other areas of roster? Not exactly. I don't feel great about that, but he's get he's apparently getting the Soto deal done and that's what we've asked for. So I don't think we have the right to complain about it. Well, new drastic packages that could change everything. Are you referring to the one that the guy who dropped it in the comments before, the guy who said, baby boy, you say on my mind, fulfill my fantasy. It's Dominguez, yes. King Schmidt. Um, yeah, that's that uh, would shock me. Yeah. Again, we're, you know, we're going on a half hour I, that I don't think that has been reported literally anywhere. Uh, <laughs> never, never, ever. That never happened. Um, Martino and Martino said Dominguez and Volpe were being asked about like a week ago on like November 29th. Yeah. Um, so perhaps you are watching week old TiVo MLB network. Yeah. In which case, uh, check your check your cable box, call Fios, see what you can get. Because I don't think that's. Uh, they also don't want Andy Martino himself was tweeting about the Yankees keeping Dominguez earlier in the day, like an hour ago. Yeah. Said that the outfield would be Soto, Judge Verdugo, and the Dominguez would miss most of Soto's year in the Bronx, which is true. So, yeah, I mean, will will we write an article? Uh, in May, when Drew Thorpe is 4 0 with a 1.84 ERA, about Yankees could regret Drew Thorpe trade. Uh, of course, we will, but that doesn't mean it's not a move that you make right now. You, yeah. you have to do this. And Soto's you know, batting 100, Drew Thorpe is uh, yeah. leading candidate for the NL Cy Young Award. Soto hit 202 in April last year with power, and he still walked and he had like a 790 OPS. But if that's happening and Drew Thorpe is dominating, I'm sure we'll write about it. But it will be disingenuous because you, you have to make this kind of move and go for Juan Soto. Do you want breaking news? Is it the Albert Abreu news? It certainly is. Yes, it is. Uh, from our very own Robert Murray, uh, Baseball Insider's co-host and fan side is MLB Insider. The New York Yankees reliever Albert Abreu recently shucked off the roster, has agreed to a deal with, and this is going to really hurt because it's one of our chief rivals. I mean, oh, we see him 19 times a year, the Cebu Lions. <laughs> Albert Abreu has jumped overseas. And that is how many times... Can you think of in the last year that Brian Cashman wouldn't DFA Albert Abreu, just his special little project? Got to fix my special little guy. And now he is on the Cebu line. He got DFA'd by two major league teams. The Yankees picked him up again, and now he's in Japan. So, yeah, that's why I'm nervous that Brian Cashman has to now potentially, depending on what, the, again, depending on what this package is, make a laundry list of other pitching moves. But we'll see. This yeah. is what we asked for. This is what we get. Hopefully it at least ignites because the other thing is the other end of the spectrum here is, is that if the Yankees offense is 10 spots better in the overall MLB rankings, the pitching becomes less important. And I'm not saying that you can afford to go into the season with not enough pitching, but maybe if at the onset, the right acquisitions are not made to address the losses from the Soto trade, you, you can buy yourself some time. The offense can carry you for a few weeks, maybe a month, and then you could start assessing what you need to do with the trade deadline. So, again, you get two lefty bats to improve the offense. Look, and even if you're even if you're not that excited about Alex Verdugo, believe us, we're not. We're not. You get a league average bat in there that is miles better than what was there last year. Miles better than what we had last year. So, I think that is that that's something that maybe we need to pay a little bit more attention to because the amount of people that we had roaming the outfield that were incapable major league players. Now we have somebody who is very much a major league starter. Um, yeah. Definitely worthy of a major league starting position. Um, 
and now one of the best hitters in the league. So that's 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 a major revamp that that a lot of fans have been asking for. And is there a chance Verdugo goes at the deadline if Dominguez is healthy? Absolutely. Yes. See ya. See ya. Sabu. Sabu Lions for you. <laughs> um, well, should we talk about the, the flip side of this, the Yamamoto angle, just because. Yeah, Yamamoto. We don't know what we don't know. Like, obviously, that's this is not a done deal. Every team wants Yamamoto. There have been some weird signs around the Mets the last couple of days, which I think is mainly what's important here. But the Yankees uh, have indicated to Andy Martino that a Soto trade, just like a Verdugo trade did not get in Soto's way, a Soto trade financially would not get in the way of a Yamamoto addition. The Yankees are still all in there. They've got Hideki Matsui doing the recruitment. They have a meeting scheduled for next week. Aaron Boone, in one of the weirdest moments so far, have you ever seen that clip of Laura Dern on the on the red carpet saying she met Baby Yoda at a basketball game? No. They're like, hey, Laura Dern, thank you for joining us. Like, Baby Yoda is all the rage. How do you feel about that adorable little guy? And she's like, I met him actually at a basketball game. And it's the most <laughs> confusing clip of all time because you're like, does she not know who Baby Yoda is? Did, who did she meet? And who did she think was Baby Yoda? Aaron Boone did that yesterday. They were like, have you met Yoshinobu Yamamoto? And he was like, yeah, I actually have. In past, <laughs> I met him. Like, when, when did you meet him? Even Brian Cashman said I hadn't met him yet. Brian Cashman went to Japan. Aaron Boone, I straight up lied. Aaron Boone was like, yeah, I met of, him. Uh... And now I'm thinking of uh, Laura Dern making out with Baron Davis. That that's also happened. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's who she thought was Baby Yoda. There's a nickname for Baron Davis, uh, who she swapped uh, spit with. I don't yeah. know. But it, they were, it gave me the same vibes. It was like, when did you meet him? Like a yeah. gas station? What are you talking about? Um, but the Yankees are in. Here's the weird thing, though, and, and they're willing to spend for both for whoever. The Mets are. Uh, I mean, the Mets got to be in. I've the long Mets. considered. I've long considered the Mets to be the and the Yankees to be the one A and one B in this chase. And then if the Dodgers don't get Otani, they'll go crazy as well and and join at the top. And the Red Sox are there, and the Cardinals are there. But I've always thought, okay, you know, Steve Cohen, you're gonna have to outbid Steve Cohen if you want to get this done, right? The Mets. In an Andy Martino report from either yesterday or the day before, it said that the Mets were starting to feel a little bit less confident and that Yamamoto was looking for a franchise with prestige, which, you know, the Mets can't fake that. They've been around for a long time, but you can't fake that. And so if he's – it was like much more interested in the Yankees, Cardinals, Red Sox, et cetera, mm. um, and the Dodgers. And then today, Morosi – I got to scroll back through Morosi's. Yeah, so source – Yamamoto expected to meet with the Yankees in the U.S. on Monday. The Yankees are seen as one of the top candidates to sign Yamamoto, along with the Red Sox, Giants, Dodgers, and Cubs. We don't even get the Mets in that tweet. They're mm. not even top five in that tweet anymore. After that, after Morosi's update, it came out that Steve Cohen flew to Japan reportedly last week, had dinner with Yamamoto at a Japanese-French restaurant in Japan, wow. met his family, flew back and they're going to meet with him again. So it doesn't sound like they're out to me. You don't power move, fly to Japan and go enjoy French Japanese cuisine, whatever that might be if you're not in, but why are the Mets suddenly being docked in this chase by several, not just, uh, you know, not just Morosi, but also Martino uh, who our commenters love uh, to say is claiming Jason Dominguez is in the Soto trade. But if you trust them on that, you got to trust them on this too. <laughs> I, this is this is significant. I think that puts the Yankees in a really good position. I thought um, for a second that the Yankees were going to be disadvantaged 
in the Yamamoto chase because of a potentially the Padres taking a lot longer to deal Juan Soto because the Yankees would have been distracted trying to get that done Two, Shohei Otani's delayed free agency. That is really the talk of the baseball world in a, in a bad, bad way. All these reporters coming out, writing these columns, suggesting that it's bad for the sport. Um, it, it's a giant missed opportunity. Uh, it's, you know, what, whatever, whatever else goes along with that. And you have to agree because he's the first domino to fall before all the other free agents can sign. The winter meetings is the most anticipated time of the year for this. So I do agree with that, but uh, the Dodgers were, Oh, that's the other thing here. Like it's always kind of been Yankees Dodgers. And then like everyone feared the Mets cause it's Steve Cohen and Steve Cohen could, I guess, theoretically have pushed his market a little bit further, but seems like Yamamoto's market has just been pushed further naturally because of his age and how they're seeing, I guess, maybe um, like an Aaron Nola deal go down um, to seven years for someone who's, I think he's entering his age 31 season, $171 million. Like Yamamoto's entering his age 25. He's had unprecedented success in Japan. I know that's an unknown commodity, but um, the fact that you would be getting, 10 years of somebody basically in their prime is unheard of. It's essentially you getting to sign Juan Soto. Um, but yeah, that, that those two things made me nervous because the Dodgers were always like one a here and the Mets were always lurking because they had the money, but they, it didn't really feel like there was much involved there outside of Kodai Senga being, uh, being able to lobby for it, uh, for him. Um, so yeah, the Dodgers were, are a team that a needs starting pitching way worse than the Yankees do. And they're oh a team God. that, and they are going to be in really, really bad shape if they do not get Otani. This is, they, they do not have a playoff roster right now. In my opinion, I would love for all the, uh, commenters to weigh in on that because you watch the way that they flamed out last year, they lost a number of guys. Their 40 man roster is filled with just the players you never heard of. Um, and they have a lot of work to do. Uh, and if they don't get one of the big two targets that they have literally made themselves financially flexible for for the last however many years, there it's going to be bad over there. So that's why, like, that's why I was afraid that that would be the number one threat to Yamamoto. But apparently, I guess the Yankees have this edge that all these reporters keep talking about. I don't know what it is. Is it the number thing? Really? <laughs> it's the number <laughs> thing. It's it's Matsui. It's the number thing. It's I mean, who knows how long this has been going on? Aaron Boone met Yamamoto. What the hell? Like chance meeting accident. Oh, Hey man, uh, you want to, you're aligned for Avengers also. Hey, Yoshinobu. I'm Aaron Boone. Nice to meet you. Um, <laughs> probably not. Uh, probably not. Oh, I'm sorry. I was trying to use a self checkout. This is the regular checkout. Are you Yoshinobu Yamamoto? Aaron Boone. It's good to see you. You bag groceries. Really? You should come on pitch for the Yankees. Um, <laughs> Hey, who knows? Uh, well, we got to wrap this up. We got to get off this feed. We got some Jets fans who want to talk Jets. Zach Wilson is the starting quarterback in the New York Jets again. So stick around for the Jet Press podcast if you're into that. And you should be because they're good at what they do. But we were hoping to have a Soto trade finalized. We were hoping Jack Curry would come on and say, like, it's done, done. Start the start the presses, you know, p- pump the post out. Get your mm-hmm. jerseys, uh, you know, get your Jacoby Ellsbury jerseys. Get your Bader Authentics and uh, wear them next year to the stadium because that's Juan Soto's number 22. Get your Clemens jerseys, 90s. Remember the 90s? Remember Pogs? Uh, Pogs were great. Juan Soto. Uh, Well, I really hope we get Juan Soto by end of day. I don't want to be cautiously optimistic for several days. I want to be very optimistic for a couple more hours and then extremely happy 
because the Juan Soto trade is over, regardless of the final result. What comes next for the Yankees? Who knows? Got to get across this final hump first, and then we can speculate. I am. I'm pumped. I'm pumped, and I, I certainly don't really I, look. It's going to sting a little bit if it gets done. There will be people I wish were still in Yankee uniform, but most importantly, we get 162 games with Juan Soto, who is. Watch the highlights if it's been a while. If you need a refresher on how good Juan Soto is and the damage he could potentially do with lasers to the porch, I recommend watching Juan Soto's highlights. Mm. If you're getting yourself excited for a moment in history before thinking about how it might go wrong. We know it could go wrong. Often it does. But now is not the time. Now is the time to be excited about your favorite baseball team doing something extremely worthwhile. Um, I'm Adam Weinrib. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. We love the New York Yankees. Thomas Carinante, where can the people find you? Hey, folks, come get me at Tommy's underscore takes. Come find the both of us at the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter account at Yanks Go Yard FS. Head on over to YanksGoYard.com. We are covering the Yankees a lot. We are covering baseball a lot. Everything you need to know is right there. Um, helps us with the conversation on the pod. Thank you guys for chiming in. Um, thanks for tuning in. But we need you reading. We need you interacting with us as best as you can because we're having a good time. And the offseason is coming together exactly as we had hoped for the most-ish part. Juan Soto. It's Juan Soto. I'm not going to let Alex Verdugo interrupt that for me. I'm not going to no. let it happen. Even though we started today's show at the Verdugo trade. <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm not gonna let albert abreu going to japan affect my mood you better believe it mm-hmm. um but yeah thanks I mean, guys yeah shout out to albert abreu for going to the Cebu lions because we certainly did Cebu often when albert abreu was in the game last year <laughs> <laughs> well thank you guys for tuning in um we can't wait for this trade to go down we're happy to have spent the uh the anticipatory stages here with you um Who knows when we'll be going live next? It all depends on what happens, but we hope to see you soon. And uh, if we don't see you before the weekend happens, have a good one. We'll talk to you on Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern live right here. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.